Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com and the new KDOS 1060 app for Apple and Android users. We need some college basketball help. And to do that, Thomas Casali with the Action Network is on the KDOS hotline to try and get us on the right track here. Thomas, it's Kayla here. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing fantastic. Uh, as we mentioned here, college basketball season, a lot of people's attention now kind of shifts toward college hoops. We have the conference championships coming up. We have March Madness just around the corner. But let's kind of start with the NCAA March Madness bracket preview. The Big East, they didn't get a whole lot of love here. Marquette and Xavier earned number four seeds and were number 14 and number 16, respectively, in these preseason rankings here. You also have Creighton soaring, winning eight of their last nine. First up, how do you start to figure out this conference? And for you, does the Big East tournament help to put things into perspective? Yeah, so the Big, the Big East is interesting, right? Like uh, last year in April during Kansas-North Carolina title game, I hit Creighton 100 to one and 80 to one to win it all. I thought that was a great number for a young team that was going to be improved this year. To be honest, they're not quite the team I thought they would be. Can they make a run in the tournament? Yes, but I think they're going to struggle with teams that are that have good low post games. You know, they really only have one guy down low. Um, you know, so they're a good team. I think the Big East has good teams. Like, you know, Connecticut's a good team. Marquette's a good team. Are any of them going to make a run to the national championship? I don't think so. I think you've got a bunch of teams that could make the Sweet 16, maybe the Elite Eight. But for me, unfortunately, because I stand to win a lot of money on Creighton if they take it all, I think that's their ceiling. Thomas Consali with the Action Network here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Purdue, they had a 22-1 start through the 2nd of February. Now they've dropped three more games. The bracket prediction has them actually now as the number three ranked team. Futures odds has them at 10-1 to to win it all and plus 200 to make the final four. How do we figure out what to do with this team? Is it time to maybe try to hedge off of Purdue if you placed any wagers on them in January and early February? Yeah, see, for me, Purdue has been overvalued all season. They have the most dominant player in college basketball, but I still worry about their guard play in the NCAA tournament, similar to Gonzaga, right? The the Zags just don't have the guards this year, I don't think, to make a deep run into the tournament. I think at some point, Purdue's guards are going to be a liability. And listen, Purdue has won has beaten, they beat Gonzaga, they beat Duke. They have some good wins outside of the Big Ten, but I do think the Big Ten is extremely weak this year. Michigan isn't nearly as good as we thought they were going to be. Ohio State, who had one of the top recruiting classes in the country, is a disaster. So I think Purdue's overvalued. I think there's better teams on the board to take a shot at than Purdue at 10-1. to Let's talk about the Pac-12. UCLA plus uh, 1,200 to win it all. Arizona plus 1,500. From your standpoint, is UCLA the best team in the Pac-12? And maybe from a broader sense, do you like their matchup ability once they get into the tournament? Yeah, UCLA has been for the last month my my pick to win it all. I think UCLA and Houston, it's a wide open year. There's no dominant teams. But for me, those are the two most complete teams. That can that are built to win six games in the tournament. Uh, I just I like UCLA's experience. I like their guard play. They play defense. Now 
they have trouble with Arizona. Arizona is a big team. That's where UCLA is weak. So you're going to want to see where these teams, what kind of brackets they're matched up in, right? You, you don't want to see UCLA doesn't want to have to get through like Purdue and Arizona to get to the Final Four. That would that would be a bad matchup for them. But I think overall they're one of the teams. It, it is wide open, like you hear that all, all it's wide open. But in reality, how many of these teams can win six games? Because that's what it comes down to: winning six games. And I think UCLA is at the top of that list. So I want to stay with the Pac-12 here. How do you analyze this from a perspective of the Pac-12 tournament? I mean, clearly you see UCLA, Arizona separate themselves, but that doesn't always mean that they go on to win their conference tournaments. So do you kind of stay away from conference tournaments? How do you uh, look at that particular type of betting opportunity? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I do bet conference tournaments, but it, for example, I wouldn't bet the Pac-12 tournament because for me, it's UCLA, Arizona, and everyone else. Like, yeah, they could get upset, but I would put my money that UCLA and Arizona are going to meet in the finals again for the Pac-12 championship. I look for tournaments where there's a little more depth. I'll give you a good example the Atlantic 10. The Atlantic 10, there's teams from top to mid. I mean, anybody could win that conference. So I'll look at the odds for a, a deeper conference like that where there's no dominant team, uh, a team that's hot right now, LaSalle. Or, you know, uh, Fordham, who's been good all year. They might have good odds to win their conference tournament. So I'll look at that. But the the Pac-12, for me, is the perfect example of a conference I would stay away from because I, I think there's you could bet good money that it's going to be UCLA and Arizona for the championship. That voice, Thomas Casali with the Action Network here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. You alluded to this team earlier, Gonzaga. They squeaked in at number 15 in that pre-tournament rankings. This isn't the Gonzaga team of old. They're sitting at 30-1. to We've come used to seeing Gonzaga in Final Fours, and anything less is really kind of a disappointment. Uh, But this is possibly where you fade Gonzaga, right? Yes. uh, It's hard to believe now. But there was a time a few months ago where the two favorites to win the NCAA tournament were North Carolina and Gonzaga. North Carolina might not make the tournament, and Gonzaga is going to be a lower seed than we're used to seeing them. The, I actually took a shot on the Zags earlier this year when they got to 25-1 to 1 just because I thought the number was good. But I'll tell you right now, it, that's, that's probably a waste of some money. The I do like that they're playing some closer games in their tur- in their conference. I think that's been one of the things Gonzaga struggled with in the tournament. They play a really tough non-conference schedule. But when your last tough game is in early December, then you get in a tournament setting. I think that's hurt them in the past. So I do think that's a plus for them. I don't mind them losing a couple games in their conference to a good team like St. Mary's. My problem is when you get to the end of the game, where's the scoring coming outside of Drew Timmy? The, it's similar to Purdue, right? The, their guards are going to have a game in the tournament where they don't play well enough and they're going to get beat. So for me, Gonzaga, Sweet 16 looks like the ceiling this year. TCU basketball, 30-1 to one to win it all. Mike Miles returned for the Horned Frogs uh, over the weekend. They cruised to victory on Saturday over Oklahoma State. Big-time matchup for them tonight against Kansas. Do we need to see something tonight against Kansas, or having Miles back, is it worth a ticket? TCU is one of those teams you got to watch out for. When they were healthy earlier in the year, they, they were one of the better teams in college basketball. And remember, the NCAA tournament, Depth isn't 
as important as it is in the regular season. We saw it last year with a North Carolina team that was a nine seed. They weren't all that deep, but in the tournament, their talent took over, and they were able to make a run. TCU's not overly deep, but I think when they get in a tournament setting, they're going to be tough. Their starting five is really good. I don't think they have to beat Kansas tonight. I think it's going to be a good game. I think they, I actually like them to win this game, but I think it'll be close. But as we go into the NCAA tournament, TCU does everything well except shoot three-pointers. So uh, if they don't have a game where they have to make threes, I think they're going to be tough in the NCAA tournament. What do we think of the Big 12 Conference as a whole here? There's a lot of potential teams. I mean, Kansas maybe seems to have figured it out. Has Kansas State maybe hit a bit of a wall? You have Texas overcoming a lot of off-the-court issues with their coach. Uh, you know, What do we make of the Big 12 right now? It's by far and away the best conference, in my opinion. Because Baylor was the first team I bet back in October at 16-1. to They had the lead at Kansas and lost it. I still think Kansas and Baylor are built similarly this year. It's not the Kansas team that has the big guy down in the paint. They don't have that this year, and neither does Baylor. They're both very similar to UCLA. That's why it's kind of wide open this year, because some of these teams like that, they don't have low post players. So they could get overpowered at some point in the tournament. But I think Kansas, I think TCU and Baylor and maybe even Texas are all contenders to make a Final Four run. For me, it's the deepest conference in America. And usually when we get into the tournament, that helps a little bit because these teams are used to going down to the wire, playing tough games, and you're going to have at least one of those in your six-game run to a championship. Thomas Casali with the Action Network here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Points. So Alabama here, the pre-tournament first-ranked team. Some things to deal with off the court for them. They're playing a lot of freshmen who are now getting a ton of experience. Just plus 850 to win it all. What do we think and what do we make about Alabama? So here's the thing with Alabama, and I wrote this up when I took Tennessee against them last week. Tennessee defends the three-point shot, number one in the country. Alabama is going to shoot the three no matter what. Okay, Now, if you look at their four losses now, including Tennessee, they shot below 33% from three, but they kept shooting it. They averaged 22 three-point attempts in that game. To me, that's what, that's what could trip up Alabama in the tournament. They might have one of those games where the three's not falling early, they're not going to change the way they play. They're going to keep shooting them and keep shooting them. That, I always worry about teams that are that reliant on the three-point shot because it's hard to go six games in the tournament where they're all falling. Outside of that, they're a very talented team. They set the tempo fast. They play great defense. I think they're a Final Four contender, but I just worry about them getting into a game where the outside shot's not falling. Will they adapt? In their four losses this year, they haven't done so. You already mentioned Houston as a team that you like, uh, number two pre-tournament ranked team. We've seen them have really good recent success in making tournament runs, but that was more from you know a four or a five seed position here. Now, if they're coming at this from a favorite standpoint, are we still believing in Houston to be out in front and get it done? Houston's interesting because, similar to Gonzaga, they don't really play anybody after, you know, December. They played Alabama this year. At home, they lost by six points. They beat St. Mary's. Uh, those were their two. Uh, they played Virginia. They beat Virginia on the road. That's a very good win. Those are their three big games so far this year. The reason why I think you can depend on Houston in the tournament is, 
we know they're going to do two things, play defense and rebound. Offensive rebounding, they're fifth in the country, but there's no better team in college basketball hitting the boards than Houston. And that's big in the tournament because, like I just mentioned with Alabama, there might be a game where the shots aren't falling, and you're going to have to hit the boards. And that's why I think Houston has staying power in the tournament. I think for sure Houston is a Final Four team this year. Thomas Casali with the Action Network here on KDUS AM 1060 in the extra point. Uh, so as we're looking at this heading into conference tournaments, what's a good strategy for people, things that maybe we need to start paying attention to when we're looking at these teams and then possibly looking to set our brackets and make some bets for March Madness? Yeah, one of the things you want to look for in conference tournaments are how are teams playing right now? You know, I mentioned LaSalle in the Atlantic 10. They've been playing well. That's those are teams that might be able to make a run in the tournament. Uh, the other thing is, is there a team that's playing better? you got to remember something early on in college basketball season. It's hard to look back that far because teams are going to the Bahamas. Guys are suspended. Guys are injured. So at this point in the season, I kind of take away everything. I start from January 1st on. Like Those games played in November and December are nice, but they don't really mean anything right now. How are teams playing in conference play? And the other thing, look at the luck. Like, has a team, maybe their record isn't great, but have they lost a lot of close games? Like, have they lost games at the buzzer? Um, were, they, were they in there against better teams? Those are teams that could make a run in the conference tournament. And like I said, again, also look at the conference, right? Like, the Big 12 is deep, so I could see maybe a team further down that, that list maybe winning that conference tournament, even though there's a lot of good teams. The Pac-12 is so top-heavy. There's two great teams. The rest of the teams are fighting for NIT spots. So I wouldn't really bet into that conference unless you want to you want to lay it with UCLA or maybe get Arizona at a small plus money. Uh, but I would typically stay away from those conferences. In that same vein, do you, do you, I guess, is this a personal strategy for you? Do you kind of look at teams and say, all right, I think there's just a way too much media hype here. I can't wait to, to bet against them. And maybe those teams that fall into that seven, eight, nine range. Yeah, I'll give you the team I talked about. The one that I have is Creighton. Every time Creighton wins a game, everybody's got him back in the final four. <laughs> you know, like uh, people, I, I, and like I, when I bet Creighton way back in April, I didn't really, I didn't foresee the bandwagon that started even before the season. I thought maybe by January teams would be hopping on the Creighton bandwagon. This team has had a bandwagon all off season. I mean, they had that really rough stretch. But, you know, they, they beat a, they'll beat a team like Xavier, and everybody will tell you, look out, look, Creighton's going to the Final Four. Um, so that's a team I think that people are too high on. And I'll give you the classic team that I'm never high on is Tennessee. People love Tennessee for some reason. They're just not built for March. The, they, they Technically, on paper, yes, they have the number one rated defense on Ken Palm. They play good defense, but... You look at this now, the last few games, right? They get slammed at Kentucky. They lose at home to Missouri. They lose at Vanderbilt. To me, Tennessee is not a team built to win in March. But, again, they'll win a game, and everybody will have them back cutting the nets down. So I think Creighton and Tennessee are two teams that get a lot of uh, media hype that might disappoint people in the NCAA tournament. Thomas, how can people follow you on social media and follow your work? 
You can follow me on Twitter at the Tom Casali. I have a bunch of college basketball and college football takes on there. And you will also see my write-ups for the Action Network on the New York Post. Thomas, thank you so much for the time today. I look forward to doing this again here real soon. Thanks a lot for having me. Have a good day. You as well. Once again, that is Thomas Casali with the Action Network.